Welcome to A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. Whether your kids are three months old or 33 years old, we can live with each other in a way that gives life. That's A Life Shared. I'm Ellen Martin. Glad you joined us. Laura, welcome to A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. Thanks, Ellen. I'm glad to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. You know, in preparing this series on divorce and marriage, it just seems so fitting to have a testimony of years together. And not just years together, but years together of choosing each other and thriving in that. You and your husband, Dave, who couldn't be here with us today, have been married for 40 years. On a social media platform, you wrote, I quote, Parents, grandparents, siblings, and friends came alongside us and taught us how to love each other. That's the truth. We needed teaching. (laughs) I'm laughing because I just shared my story about wanting to leave and and staying. And and I was able to stay because people taught me. That's right. Um, Yeah, but you're farther along. You know, we're we're at 19 years this summer and you're at 40. So what did you know about loving each other? 40 years ago when you said, I do. We were 22 years old. We thought we knew everything. And (laughs) um, we were, you know, we were graduates of Asbury University, both grew up in Christian homes where our parents loved each other deeply. Mm. Um, And so we thought we had it all together. We really, we really did. Um, And then we got married (laughs) and we had to live together and start having children together and go through trials and um, difficult times. And we realized we really, we're really just young, selfish people that um, need to learn. And so we started watching people. We watched other couples. We asked mm. questions. And we, we invested a lot in our marriage, like um, books and... We went to every marriage conference we could go to. I think we realized pretty quickly that we needed help, as much help as we could get. Mm. And so we, we, we interviewed people. We, it's sort of like shopping, you know? Like we would pick and choose what we wanted from these other marriages. We, mm-hmm. You know, for Dave's parents, they were much older than my parents. So he was an only child and... They, um, they pretty much lived for each other. Like they were the most committed couple I had ever met, but they didn't have a lot of room for other people. Mm. So, uh, so we, you know, we talked about that and we said, we want this part of their marriage, but not that part. Mm. And then, you know, we watched my parents and they were this amazing ministry team that, functioned like a machine. I mean, they, they're probably the best example of pastor and wife that I know. And so mm-hmm. we took parts of that and, and used that in our marriage. Um, with, with our siblings and with our close friends, we, I don't know about you in your younger years of marriage, but we talked about our marriages a lot. Mm-hmm. We would sit up late at night and talk about this is what we're struggling with. And, mm-hmm. and um, it was helpful in that it normalized yes. some of the things we were struggling with. Like we were like, oh, so that's yeah. normal. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. We oh, yes. We're not the oddballs here. 
And so, so that was really helpful. I mean, we've been doing that now for 40 years with those that are closest to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's helpful even at this stage, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So at this age, this is what you deal with. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. No, yeah. Um, I have watched some people um, have real strains in their marriage. And at large, it was because they were so isolated and they had no perspective. They didn't right. know that their sufferings were the sufferings of marriage. They and didn't have secret. Yes, yes. Out of yeah. fear, out of shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the isolation leads to more isolation and more hurt. Um, so no, the whole thing of of sharing with others. I was never a young bride. I married at 27, almost 28. My husband was 30. And so oh, while some people yeah, well, in some ways, we had both lived on our own, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as adults. Our first argument was over where the coffee mugs were going to go in the kitchen. As I unpacked them in our new apartment, I was not yet living in, and he was. And he was like, mm-hmm. are you putting them there? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh. And there was a guest in our home <clears throat> that we were visiting with. And I was like, and he's like, oh, well. And I'm like, are we doing this right now? with company and all like, (laughs) and he's like, well, I would put them somewhere else. And I was like, okay. And, um, the company's kind of, it's getting more awkward. And I was like, oh dear, we're doing this. We're really doing this right now. You know, as my husband proceeds to say, well, you know, I have had my own home. I have set up a kitchen before. (laughs) And, uh, he's a three on the Enneagram. You know, and I am a one on the Enneagram yes. and we're both firstborns. I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing this now. And I can remember looking at my friend and saying, I'm really sorry, but we're doing this now. Our arguments look different than that because I'm a seven and he's a nine. It's really helpful to know, you know, which number on the Enneagram you identify with. It's, yeah. and, and especially together as a, as a couple, that's been very helpful to us. And, you know, we've only been using that for the last five years. And I think sometimes, oh, if only I had known oh, I how can't. a nine deals with conflict, you know? I, I do. And I think all the times that I hurt my husband because I ran into his fear. For those of you listening, I don't usually talk about the Enneagram this much. It is a tool that I, as has need, um, use with clients in my coaching work. It's a really a fascinating resource that can give Mm -hmm. life. If it's something you want to know more about, you can go to alifeshared.com and hit contact and ask and we can chat. So back to the interview, Laura. So you pretty much kind of did a buffet in marriages. I mean, you watched all the people in front of you and you said, we'll take some of this and we'll take some of that. And I'm hearing you say you crafted a marriage mm -hmm. that worked for you and Dave. Yeah. Well, and not always worked. (laughs) You mean you tried a little of this and it wasn't a good fit after all? Right. Right. Well, that worked for them, but not for us. Oh Um, my gosh. Yes. Could you say that again for our listeners? (laughs) It worked for them, but not for us. Oh my gosh. I cannot tell you how many times in workshops people are like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, okay, well, what we do works for us. But mm-hmm. our family's made up of Ellen and Andrew and our five boys. And your family's made up of different people. And I can tell you all day long what works for us, but that may not be good for you. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh. There were several books that were bestsellers that we read through and used 
that kind of communication or whatever it was and th- and think this is terrible for us it it just starts arguments so mm. we're not, not going to do that yeah. yeah if it doesn't work just set it yeah. aside and keep try- going try something else right right yeah. we are talking about how you really learned to craft a marriage that worked for both of you as you were finding what it meant to be husband and wife to each other you know dave wasn't learning how to be a husband he was learning to be laura's husband right and you weren't learning how right. to be a wife you were learning how to be Dave's wife, a very wise man said to me years ago during our engagement, on the day you get married, they will announce you husband and wife. It will be a lie. And as this young woman, you know, engaged with my fiance, super excited, I'm like, what a horrible thing to say. (laughs) We're getting married. We will be husband and wife. You know, and I'm kind of thinking, what is he saying to us? And he paused and he said, they will announce you husband and wife. But you will not be husband and wife. You'll have to learn that. And it was so freeing. That's true. Oh, and that's what I'm hearing you say, that you learned how to be husband and wife to each other. Yeah, you become a student of each other, just learning who they are. And here's the interesting thing. We change over the years. So (sighs) you're constantly learning. Like Dave's not the same husband he was 40 years ago or... 30 or 20 years ago. He's not the same person and neither am I. So we're constantly finding out new things about each other. So for those people who choose to leave Mm -hmm. that are not um, in, you know, they're not in a situation where they have to get out, but they, Mm -hmm. they just decide this isn't working. This isn't the person I thought they were. Well, good news. They're not going to be that person in a few years. You know, if you <laughs> if you stick with it and you work at it, it's you won't change. be struggling with these things. Oh, it'll no. change. And oh, it will hopefully change. Hopefully for the better. <laughs> exactly. I, I talked about that in the last episode that published. You know, my husband would come home after some, you know, work that we had done our marriage. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I met somebody today. And he's like that jerk you used to be married to. You know, it kind of became this <laughs> joke for us. And then we also would have this saying, I'm slow to change. It's like, I kind of start making some changes and then I digress. And then I start growing and then I digress. It's this very long process for me. It's um, just easier to go back. But I would say to Andrew, when we were going through something like that, I'm like, please let me be who I'm becoming because I knew it was changing. But I also knew that he was used to who I'd been and that my jumpstart efforts were confusing and hard. And so I well, just here's found... another surprise. Yeah. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I, I just found that in saying, please let me be who I'm becoming. It was the kind of this cue of like, look, I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's something happening here. And can you honor that? Um, and that was... That you're trying. Yeah. And it was one of the things that was such a help. So what were you going to say, Laura? Well, this one of the big surprises is that 40 years in under a stressful situation, we can very easily go back to those Mm 22-year-olds and and react the same way we did when we were younger. And then we have to ask for forgiveness. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I got back there. How how did I respond that same way after all that I've learned, after Mm -hmm. all that we've been through? You know, we still will hurt each other in in a conversation that gets heated. And, and it's surprising to hear the words come out of your mouth, you know, and, and so then you start the whole process of forgiveness and you, you jump 
you jump back in easier than we did 40 years ago. That's a good word. I um, was actually discussing that with someone the other day, that growth isn't linear. Exactly. Um, it's not exactly. that simple. One- so we've kind of gone to the the setbacks, the the conflicts. What are some lows in 40 years that you have endured? Yeah, yeah. lows, um, I would say, I mean, there have been actually many because uh, <laughs> raising children, uh, being in ministry together, uh, changing jobs, moving homes, uh, children leaving home, all of those take you to a place where you're very vulnerable and, and it can be trying on your marriage. But you, you, know, you just continue walking through those. I think the lowest time, the most difficult, well, there were several. There was a time when we moved back here to town uh, after having been in ministry and we really had no money at all. And I don't think we had ever experienced poverty and uh, Dave was in between jobs, so there was kind of a hopelessness for him. I had to go back to work and had been homeschooling the kids. And so, you know, we were questioning everything about mm. what we thought God had called us to. And so it was all up in the air. You know, we were, we were at a really dangerous place in our marriage. And so we went into counseling. It was very helpful to have a third party. Mm-hmm. to talk to and to listen to. I mean, she was very gracious with us. And we were mad because we thought we had come so far. That was like 20 years in to marriage mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. And then um, eight years ago when our daughter died in a, in a car accident, that was personal low for the two of us, but not the lowest point in our marriage. Mm. Um, Still, it was difficult to to allow each other to grieve mm-hmm. in different ways, to wrestle with God over that death, and we would both land at different places at different times. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really difficult time, but had it happened early in our marriage, it could have been devastating. I think the fact that we had seen God's faithfulness for so long in mm-hmm. our lives that there was a staying power, even facing death. It's a time uh, that you need other people to surround you. And so we had that. Wellmore is a great place for that. I appreciate you sharing that. I really love how you're sharing that what was each a personal low for you, the loss of your daughter, wasn't the lowest time in your marriage. I think it's very interesting how so often we expect certain things to be the hardest or the worst. And then we live life and our expectations aren't fulfilled. Mm -hmm. What kept you during the lowest time when your husband felt hopeless, when all of a sudden you weren't homeschooling, but back in work, when here you are at 20 years and it's harder than it's ever been. What kept you during that time? I have joked with Dave that I might have left him if we didn't have five kids and I didn't want to raise them all on my own. And so I genuinely didn't consider walking out because of that. There was no way I was going to do this on my own. But, you know, during that time, the problem was us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was us and our marriage and him and me. and, Mm -hmm. um, And so 
in that way, it did seem easier to just walk out. But that truly kept us, and, and our faith. For both of us, we decided to fight for our marriage instead of against each other. Yeah. And I think that really just can't be emphasized enough, the choosing each other. Yeah. Even though at the time, neither of us really liked the choice. (laughs) (laughs) I get that too. I was like, sure, surely there's a better choice out there, but it's not. Um, One of the things that was really interesting that Dave and I watched a movie, not a Christian movie at all. It was called The Story of Us. Mm -hmm. And it was about a couple contemplating divorce. And they had every reason to, but they had two kids. And the ending scene, we just wept because Mm. she finally says, you know, there's history here and I don't want to leave our history. But we thought about that and we talked about that, that we're, we are witnesses to each other's lives. You know, Mm -hmm. Dave's the witness to the children that we gave birth to. And and when I want to talk about our history, he's the only one I could talk to about that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're witnesses to who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if either of us were accused of, of not being um, who, we, who we know that we are, we're that witness. You know, Dave's the person that says, honey, that's not true. That's mm-hmm. not who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can be that for him or... Yeah. When he's facing something really difficult in work, I'll say, don't you remember mm-hmm. the time that you walked through this before? Remember what God did? And so just the, you know, he holds the stories of God's faithfulness for the last mm. 40 years. I don't want to give that away, you know? Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. He's important to me. <laughs> Why would I? Um, yeah. I don't want to lose him. Yes. Yeah. The, the gains you have are greater than the loss. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. can say that now. At 20 years, it took counseling to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So 20 years was the low. What were some of the mm-hmm. highs through the years? Yeah. I would say um, the birth of our children um, different steps in ministry. Um, Dave's army career, uh, he was a chaplain for 29 years, and, and that was wonderful ministry, uh, to watch him excel at that. Um, that. All of that, for me, was a high. Dave had some really hard struggles in that ministry, but um, to watch him doing what he's so good at uh, was a high. Um, mm-hmm. I would say now, this mm-hmm. season of life, it's a tremendous high. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we don't have children at home. We have delightful grandchildren. We, um, in some ways, have a slower life. So we are able to do fun things together that we didn't, you know, I think back through our marriage, we didn't do enough fun things alone when we had five children. So now, you know, we have things we love to do. We like to go camping together. And um, we have a summer place in New Jersey that we go to. So we're kind of experiencing the fruit of 40 years together with really enjoying each other. This is a high for us this season. I I love that. You know, with social media as it is, 
there are many who have grand expectations of each other as husband and wife. How Andrew proposed to me is not social media worthy. (laughs) (laughs) Nor is ours. (laughs) You know, like the expectations that social media has created I I don't think sometimes we realize the pressures that we put on the expectations we have in our relationships and how unfulfilled sometimes our, our reality is because of what we see. That's really just the cream of the crop for others, but we don't know that, you know, because they don't post the bad days. So for our listeners whose expectations simply have not been met or aren't being met right now, what would you say to them? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I was that person. I loved fairy tales and romantic movies. And mm. um, I was sure that Dave was Prince Charming. Mm. And uh, at the worst point in our marriage, I read a book uh, that was called Goodbye, Prince Charming. And it was uh, it was a good book for me to read because I realized Part of the problem wasn't Dave. He was just human, and I had expected way too much from him. Mm. And and so I was a big part of the problem. I was expecting someone much more perfect that wasn't realistic, mm. and yet not expecting that much from myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I would say um, expect the unexpected mm-hmm. that it's not going to look anything like you thought marriage would. It would be far better and far worse. Also, we have no control over what will happen in, in a long-lived marriage. We, mm. You know, that there are unexpected. You know, we, we, we give our vows, you know, for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, and sickness and in health, but we never expect <laughs> the worst. No, no. It- no, we, I, I'm laughing because I have said to a very dear friend of mine, you know, she's my sister from another mister. I'm like, you know, if we had known when we said I do. So true. Like, you know, Andrew didn't know he was going to marry a COVID long hauler. Right. Andrew right. had no idea that he was going to have a wife who sometimes had to go to the ER, who had to have more, a couple of surgeries, who was nothing like his family of origin. I mean, I'll never forget him saying to me one day after we were married, he's like, you know, if I had known that you stayed in your pajamas so much, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's a three on the Enneagram. He's a go-getter. And I'm just looking like a lazy schmum who's not getting on with her day. And I was like, surprise, I really like my pajamas. (laughs) Yes. You know, you're right. Yeah. Um, What it was to be like, oh, wow, I signed up for all of this. I will never forget a beautiful woman, Jan Nutter. She was a guest in a motherly mentor, one of the early episodes. And I'll never forget her saying to me, you are going into this as wide open as possible. Hmm. And I knew that as possible was the part I I couldn't know. I I just couldn't know. And then when I started letting go of my unmet expectations, I became free to be a wife and I became free to be loved in the ways that my husband could love me. Um, Create a prison for our spouse when we, we have these expectations that they cannot meet. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. Um, 
and we can't meet theirs either. And so the, the letting go and allowing each other to be human and to be vulnerable with each other, because what that does is you're afraid to really share who you are. That was hard for us because yeah. neither of us really wanted to confront those issues. We wanted to just pretend they weren't ha- happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if that's been hard work for us all along. It's still hard work. To, to sit down and confront an issue. We'd rather pretend it's not happening. So, you know, this mostly happily ever after is a lot of work, even now. Mm-hmm. Marriage doesn't come easy. Now, maybe for some it does, but, but that's probably the social media. I think it's hard work. And the truth is, is our hard work is a sacred trust. Yes. And it's not for everyone to see. But just as you said in your 40th anniversary celebration, it is something that your parents and your grandparents and your siblings and your friends who have come alongside you, they've gotten to see. And yes, so they're, they're as, also witnesses. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, so as you are a witness to each other, they are a witness to who Jesus has been in each of you and who he is in you together as husband and wife. That's so true. What a yeah. gift. What a gift uh, to have people walk alongside of us and ahead of us, our whole yeah. marriage. Yes. Laura, I thank you so much for the testimony of wisdom and steadfastness and humility that your 40 years married is to us here in this interview. And I trust it's even more of that when we have more, you know, than 20 minutes of those 40 years. Thank you so much for joining us on a life shared parent helps and renovations. May you have many more years together as husband and wife. And may you be able to say in five years and 10 years, wow, these are the best yet. Yes. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for having me. It was um, a wonderful reminder to walk through these, these last 40 years and to be grateful. Thanks for joining me, Ellen Martin, for this episode of A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. I hope in some way it helped you live with others in ways that give life. That's a life shared. It's what we were made for. Thank you.